come at the king, you best not miss. You're not locked in this turn. Zone, zone 32. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. It's a trio tonight because we have exciting news about one of our co-hosts. But before we get into that, let me introduce the crew. My name is Jake. His name is Drew. His name is Will. What up, people? Let's get the fuck into it. Shut the fuck so, up. Ah, fuck it. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Mustache, bitch. Anyway, so Grant couldn't be here today because the rookie is reported to minicamp, and he is our 38-year-old rookie outside linebacker destined to take... 42. Adolfo. It's 42. It's 42. It's 42. Well, fucking hey, man, hey. If, if Uncle Rico could do it in a, fiction, in a fictional movie, then so can fucking Mr. Grant, a.k.a. Aiden uh, Hurston's um, cousin. All I'm saying is that, you know, I don't know who's going to have to play. Who's the famous ginger actor that we're going to have to get to play him in the movie? Um, the, the kid who played Ron Weasley in uh, Harry Potter. Uh, play, well, could play Grant, Grant in the Disney Ring. Or it could yeah, be like know. Seth Green. or You could do Seth Green or some shit. Or it could be um, Damian Lewis. Carrot Todd. Carrot Todd. Carrot Todd, um, yeah, that's true. Is the kid who played Todd in Breaking Bad? Um, nah, he's a blonde. Nah, he's a blonde dude. I thought. Fair. What about uh, uh, what about the guy from? You don't watch Dave, do you, uh, Drew? No. Jake, do you watch Dave? I've I haven't given it a chance. I've, oh. I just finished watching the Bear. Bear is awesome. Dave is. It I is. Mean, you you will thank me, both of you. I can't believe you you haven't watched it yet, Drew. It's so fucking funny. Well, I mean, you haven't watched the fucking Godfather, and it's you know twenty twenty three, so. Yeah, that, well, yeah. Dave is a contemporary uh, show. It, it literally is going. How many? Like how many? How many episodes is Dave? It's what four or five seasons, is that right? No, no, no. It's uh, three seasons. Three seasons. Okay, well, so ten. is it more than? Is it more than three hour time commitment? Yep. Yeah, but you can watch it. But I don't know if I can watch it. But you can just watch a couple episodes and know that it's really it'll funny. Just, it'll just, it'll just never only, live up to the hype. And they're only like, like thirty minutes long, so you can do it in little pieces. So I mean. But like that's like thirty minutes of my life that I might not get back if it doesn't live up to the hype. I've made it this long in my life without watching Dave, so I don't know if I could watch Dave. <laughs> not the same. Right? I don't know. It's worse because The Godfather is the classic. Is the arguably the greatest movie ever made. It is. It's, it's not arguably. It is. It's, it's not arguably. Yeah. It is. But we'll, yeah. we'll 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 transition from that. Topic I'll I'll argue because, that uh, it isn't because I've never seen it. So well, I'll change your mind after you watch it. If yeah, but like, it, would having a billion dollars be great? Like, would it be one of the greatest things you could do, have in your life? But Maybe. you don't have a billion. But you don't have a billion dollars, so you don't know that. Like, that's the same argument. Exactly. Well, that not to no mention, money, no problems. You don't get to hear Al Pacino being like, "Oh, everybody, say hello to my chocolate blend." You actually get to hear him act like a fucking actor back in the days of his youth. Fucking Marlon Brando too. You're not selling Marlon me Brando. On. Marlon Brando was younger than Will is right now when he was playing Don Corleone. In case anybody was wondering, oh, Marlon shit. Brando. Marlon Brando was like 48 in that movie, and Will's 53. So that's not. Uh, true. I would have wait. I would have wagered he was younger and on the waterfront instead of The Godfather. We need to get uh, like a counter of um, somebody who goes back and just sees how many fake ages I've claimed for Will and Grant over the course of the podcast. But it happens. It's all good. Yeah. But anyway, right, but yeah. So anyway, yeah. Rookie rookie training camp started. Uh, rookie, you know, Chris Ginger, Chris Hemsworth, aka Grant, our uh, podcast co-host, is um, attending as a rookie. You know, obviously, old man. I doubt he makes the roster, so he'll probably be back by week three of the preseason. But you never know. Be a cool story if he's actually there. Do you think he'll make it that far into the preseason, or do you he's think in the cold tub? Well, so no... He's in the cold tub after day one. Yeah. There's no roster cut times, Jake. So um, that's the only reason I, he I might mean, make it. 
I mean, they might cut him and bring someone else in just to yeah. take his spot. And they still might cut people, but there's no cut down days. He exactly. claims he claims that he'd have more sacks than a drop away. So I, I don't know. He did. He did claim that. But then you went out and were like, I know why he got kicked out of the rookie OTAs or whatever. It was because yeah, he got pancaked by Project Pat. So hey, yeah, pan- we'll see. He might do it again. But like, how many times have I told you, little man? And then just fucking running. Oh, I do want to give a um. Now that we're on like team activity stuff, too, Rashad Bateman is should be back in the uh, podcast as good graces. After well, we talked about him last week. Well, no, uh, he okay. That was it funny. Goes what he did. It that goes was funny. That was funny. And he, yeah, because it was an opportunity for him to uh kind of be a bitch about it. But it was a funny mm-hmm. joke, and he leaned into it, so that's good. But why isn't he with the guys? I would I would still think it's a medical thing. Which is, um, and I think, well, I think it's a medical thing in a lack of situational awareness on his part, which I can forgive. Right. I don't think he realized the photo op and the, you know, just the 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 outside of football what he could have gained from being there, which is fine. Well, I mean, we did see him with Odell at one point during the offseason in Arizona. Yeah. So um, I just, I just wonder if he just didn't think it was going to be what it was. You know what I mean? That he didn't think about the youth football camp aspect of it. And he didn't think about the, you know, building camaraderie with Zay and with Odell and with Adelor. And, you know, I think LeBron Treadwell was there too, Grant said. You know, so I don't, I don't know if he was there he or was... not, but he's he's definitely been working. But, yeah, it's just, you know, uh, it, it, it this this is a kind of an all-in season for the Ravens. So, like, buy-in is huge from everybody because especially yeah. the past couple seasons, there's been, you know, questions as to the, the uh, morale and the you know mm. the the level of uh of camaraderie and and sort of like um harmony in the locker room so i think this would have been a good summer for the guys to really buy in and and kind of be a united front so i don't know if it's a, if it's a medical thing was, that's yeah. fine it's just like it's it it the the the, the optics are bad yeah, i'm i'm willing to forgive the bad optics because he you know, took the joke in stride and, you know, a certain Jaquel and Dobbins would have been crying on Twitter for six weeks if oh, yeah. somebody posted the same thing about him. So no doubt it, it, it goes a long way to be playful on the internet and show that you can be a, you know, a normal human being. So I'll give, I, I am now in the camp of giving Rashad Bateman the benefit of the doubt. Dobbins also would have been a, go- a guy who uh, could have, you know, I think built some good grace up by going yeah, no, I think he if he had gone and and been with uh, Lamar and the receivers because he wants to be more involved. Well, to be more involved in an offense that is going to be tilting more towards passing the ball, and we want to get the running backs involved in that, then go and run routes and and, and you know build build some you know some team do chemistry. Shit, you know, do do something team related. Uh, yeah. not hold in. Right. Yeah, so- I'm wondering if he's going to, especially now with what's going on. If he's even going to show up for camp. So do we want to get to that first or do we want to get to, um, you know, blood affiliate DeAndre Hopkins signing with the Tennessee Titans? <laughs> let's get, let's get into the, let's get into the running back shift first. just because it directly pertains with Dobbins and everything. Yeah. Hopkins was So I, I want to start this off by saying, I do not want to gatekeep money from people who are doing a job. Like if you feel like you're worth a hundred billion dollars doing you know, and you're a McDonald's cashier, by all means, go ask for that $100 billion a year. I don't think you're going to get it. That's just like simple economics, supply and demand, all that shit. But like, I'm not here to say that a running, that Saquon Barkley is stupid for asking for $17 million a year. 
if that's what he thinks he's worth and that's what he wants, he's well within his rights to ask for that. At some point, people have to understand that unless you're like an elite of the elite running back, and I'm talking like, uh, you know, prime Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, prime Derrick Henry, you're you're really not anything special. You're not you're you're very replaceable, and there is no point in paying, uh, you know, like a, a normal running back ten million dollars a year when you can go draft a kid in the sixth or seventh round, get basically the same production out of him, and you're going to be paying him a tenth of the money. Yeah. And so these fucking running backs are just way overestimating their market and way overestimating their value at a very devalued position. Teams don't use feature backs anymore. Teams usually go with the running back by committee. You know, you get, it's usually one guy gets like 60% of the carries. The next guy gets like 30 and the other guy gets, you know, 10 or whatever, the, however the split works among them. But nobody's really, you know, there, there's no Sean Alexander, Emmett Smith, you know, running backs like that who are touching the ball 40, 50 times a game anymore. Like that just doesn't happen. Yeah, And so these running backs coming out on Twitter and crying about, you know, they need to pay us more. Um, I, I know that Dove Clement is potentially a Mossad agent who likes to post, um, you know, fake news to fuck with, like, you know, the American reporting. But talking about how there's some group chat among, like, veteran NFL running backs and how they're going to go to the league and, you know, ask for changes to running backs. Like, it's just fucking stupid. Like, at some point, you have to know what your worth is. And you have to know that. It's not all that bad getting $5 million a year to play football. Well, and yeah, like it sucks. Running backs have short shelf lives, but just fucking shut the fuck up and carry the ball. All right. So Saquon Barkley has a valid uh, gripe, I think, because he he brings a lot more to the table than, you know, the standard running back of, of the three franchise tagged running backs, him, Pollard and Josh Jacobs and Jacobs, you know, coming off of uh, a, a big year on the ground. But I mean, not like a historic year. He had a, he had a good year. Um, Won a rushing title, but, you know. Yeah, but and just like we were having a conversation with Grant about batting titles and in, in MLB, it's mm-hmm. like okay, great, you great job. Maybe like you get an incentive bonus for that, but I don't know that that should dictate that you are paid at the top of the league because you you gain the most yards on the ground. Before time. we throw Paul, before we throw Paul into this mess, I don't think he'd asked for a con- like no, a larger. Yeah, contract. I don't. I don't either. I, I don't think- either. But I'm I saying they're playing a wait and see game with them, right? Yeah, and that's fair okay. because he's he was yeah, splitting just, time with with Zeke. But yeah. so, but Saquon Barkley, um, aside from the injury that he had, um, Saquon Barkley is an elite talent. Saquon Barkley has shown he's he can play at the level of a Christian McCaffrey, uh, Derrick Henry, and Alvin Kamara. So I think he has a valid gripe. The 13 million you know they're offering him. The- Go ahead. But. Do you know who was an elite talent for six years in the NFL or five years in the NFL, then hit a wall year six, and then we never Gurley. saw him again? Yeah, girly. No, right? uh, Ray Rice. Ray Rice was huh. a you know elite pass catching guy, and granted, he never came back after year six because he punched his wife in an elevator. So like that's fine. But if you look at his numbers from year five to year six, like he just totally fell off a cliff. He was not the same guy anymore. And you can talk about some of that had to do with like, you know, the Ravens had shit going on and they, they had, you know, they'd won a Super Bowl and then had a bunch of, you know, roster overturn, whatever. But like guys like that who touch the ball 350 times a year are going to tire out at some point. Like, yeah, it's I just, just think that happen. I think that Saquon Barkley can be used in so many different ways. Um, and he's been doing that since he was in college. So I think of all the guys who are in the conversation here, he has the most valid gripe to say, I deserve to make $15 million a year. Even if it's a three-year deal, I think uh, it would be fair. But when you've got guys like like, like J.K. Dobbins, who is trying to piggyback on this, this is where 
the the devaluation of the running back position is a, a valid point to make because he's in Baltimore. We invented this really like the 80, 20 rule is like invented for running backs. So yeah. when we've been doing it forever, running the, the Ravens have been churning out productive running backs, not elite running backs, but productive running backs for a very long time. And it's always next man up. And they happen to right now have a bunch of really good ones. And most teams are kind of emulating that. Another guy I think who is in the same conversation is uh, Eckler. So like he has a valid point, I think, because he does a lot more than just like then take handoffs and run the ball. So his point is there's backup wide receivers making more money than him. And th- that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, I mean, I guess um, part of that is though, it, it's tough shit. It's, you know, like you get drafted, you have a four or five year rookie, you're under team control for four or five years. And then you have the franchise tag and then you're a free agent. If you yeah, want to yeah. get paid, you have to prove that you're useful past those first six years. And most running backs don't prove that they're useful. You know, this, this does remind me of what happened. Um, I think it was Suggs who, who kind of led the way on this, where it, he wanted to be tagged as a defensive end instead of a linebacker, or was it the other way around? Right. Um, it was the other way around, because I think linebackers are all the 10 million. So linebacker, inside linebackers and outside linebackers used to not be differentiated. And so that's why he wanted to be uh, tagged as a defensive end, because they got more. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, which is again, it's it's fair. And Jimmy right. Graham wanted to be tagged as a wide receiver that year. Um, yeah. I think that was around the same time. Like, yeah. I, I totally get it. Like, guys want to get their money, and you know, maybe maybe a running back tag needs to be a higher number. But then teams are just not going to tag guys, and nobody's going to sign them anyway, and they're not going to get that money. So it's it's irrelevant. Right. Like there was people talking about how they should, um, you know, put special rules in place for when you're drafting a running back, and when you draft from that, you only get a two year rookie contract. That totally tanks their draft value. Then nobody's going to draft fucking running backs anymore. You're not going to take the guy in the first round if you only get him for two years. And then they're also talking about, you know, get rid of the franchise tag or the fifth-year option on running backs, um, you know, higher rookie salaries for them. I'm like, it, it's not going to work. Like, the, the market's going to correct itself. Teams do not want to pay top dollar for average running backs is really what it boils down to because they know that you can sign two average running backs who are willing to take, you know, three to four or $5 million a year and you can get the same production as signing one elite guy for $10 million a year. And honestly, you're better off doing that because if one of the, you know, the tandem goes down, you still got one average running back left in the running back. Room. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the point, um, the, the, the prevailing point here is, is correct where people are hyper-focused on the guys who got tagged. And then you have a whole lot of guys who really have no business being in the conversation talking about, it's not fair. And JK Dobbins is one of them. And like JK Dobbins ha- has barely played and uh, you know, he's flashed, but like last year he came back from his injury and he was, he, he didn't have that extra gear. He even admits that. So it's like, yeah, dude, you're not going to get a new contract right now because y- you haven't demonstrated that you're able to play to your full ability after your injury. So Calvin tweeted that uh, meme that he made yesterday, the, you know, two dragons that look scary. And then the one, one that looks like special needs. Yeah. And he did the, you know, Josh Jacobs to Quan Barkley and, you know, put all their stats and then put the JK Dobbins 23 games played. And even that's misleading because JK Dobbins has had two good six game stretches in his career. Yeah. He's been an elite running back for 12 games. He's played in 23. So that's about half of the games that he's played in that he's been in, you know, I would call him an elite running back by, if you look at the numbers, and then he's also missed, you know, I think it's like 55% of the games that he's been on the roster for. Like, I'm sorry, I understand that people want to get paid, and I understand that, 
you know, running backs, a hard position. And again, like I said, I don't want to gatekeep anybody from asking for money, but at some point, like if the Ravens say no to you, pouting like a little bitch about it is not going to help because they're right to say no to you. Yeah. Somebody uh, tweeted me the other day. Um, I tweeted the JK Dobbins retweets and he responded to me with like, if you were stuck making minimum wage for three years, like wouldn't you want to raise? And I'm like, yeah, but if I was making minimum wage for three years, I missed work 56% of the time. And then I went to my boss's office and demanded a raise and I got laughed out of the office. Like I deserve that. Like that's my fault, you know? And that's well, the same especially shit if you, if you say I want to raise, if like you're making it about, what the guy who has uh, come to work every day and been like employee of the month makes, right? you know? Yeah. So, you know, I, I do, I do understand JK's point to it, to a, you know, in, in, a, in a sense that like justice Hill's making more money than him this year. Right. But whose fault is that? No, I get that. I'm just saying like, I, I can see where, where he's sitting is like, what the fuck? But like you said, you know, it is what it is. Like reality is reality. And just because you know, you're more talented than someone else, um, you know, it, it's, it's what you've been able to do and it's what the concerns are about you moving forward and seeing what he did last year. Obviously I think he's on the upswing in terms of his health and his ability and like getting back to form, but you got to show it, you know? And if he does that, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens try and sign, you know, try and sign him. And because of the running back market, it might be the best offer he gets, or it might be the best situation for him. But I don't know. I don't I mean. I think he's like dug his heels in on this idea that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, and, and so we had this. Oh, good. Well, well, we had this. Con- good. Yeah. Well, there's another aspect of this, and I, I've been saying this since before last season, and it's when people were banging the table about. Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson. And I was like, okay, we are in a league here with a hard cap. So if you want to dedicate 20, 25% of your annual salary cap to one player, that is going to come out of other people's pockets. And the pockets it's coming out of right now are running backs. And if it, if that, if that trend started and thank God the Ravens didn't fall in line with what the Browns did, because it would be a domino effect. And then you would have, you know, elite pass rushers not make enough money. Christian Kirk and all those running or the wide receivers that got paid like eighteen million dollars a year. No chance they'd be seeing that right now. The wide the wide receivers are getting paid more because they are an asset to the quarterbacks who are getting all that money. So if you want the quarterback to continue performing at at a high level, he's going to need to have talented receivers around him. The running back doesn't really make the quarterback better. So the the money's got to go somewhere. And if you want to pay your you know, there's a lot of really good quarterbacks in the league right now, young quarterbacks who are up for you know either they just got extended or they're coming up for extensions. So that money's got to come from somewhere. It's not like they're just piling onto the salary cap to account for the quarterback contracts. So, you know, be careful what you wish for because, you know, Lamar Jackson got paid big money. Other guys have gotten paid big money. And you you see it in Kansas City too. They had to trade Tyree Kill because they couldn't afford to keep him because they paid Patrick Mahomes. So like, this is the, this is the business of the NFL with a hard salary cap, any league where there's a hard salary cap. If you're paying one player at a position that is obviously the most important, and then you have other positions like, you know, uh, left tackle, like, uh, guys like Aaron Donald, just elite defensive players, guys, you have to pay cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to come out of somebody else's pocket and running backs is going to be the one of the main ones, because when you look at a, a roster, there's three or four running backs in every roster. There's five or six wide receivers, maybe seven on some teams. So like, yeah, those guys, um, 
the 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 guys at the top. So right now, wide receivers are still getting big money, but for the most part, running backs are not. the The average running back is going to get paid less. The best running back on the team is probably not going to make you know ten plus million a year. You're going to have a bunch of guys making between two and seven million dollars a year. That's how it's going to be. They're going to have a committee of guys making a, a you know a, a modest salary, you know, comparatively speaking to the other skill position players. But that's how it is because you're using all those guys. Those guys are getting the ball. Everybody's got to get paid. So, I mean, you can look at, you brought up Lamar. I was going to say that you're more willing to cave to, un, you know, unreasonable demands from a quarterback because that's a more important position. But and, you can and look longevity, at how, Yeah, and longevity in a quarterback. Yeah. You're gonna, you can get 15 years out of a quarterback. So if you look at the way the league is trending right now, um, I talked about this last year. I, I don't remember what podcast you and I went on, but I was talking about how, like, the cover two defense is going to come back and, you know, people are going to play two, two eye safeties and stack the box. The new move in the NFL is that you pay a quarterback a ton of money. You have, uh, you know, a couple of rookies in the backfield, guys on cheap contracts. You try to at least pay your left and right tackle a ton of money and sort of try to fill in the guard position in the center with younger guys that, you know, you hope hit. And then you have one high paid wide receiver and you pair him with a guy on a rookie contract. And then your hope is that, you know, as the guy on the high-end contract kind of ages out and stops being as good you let him walk and then you're going to pay the guy on the rookie deal and then you're going to replace him with another rookie so like you looked at what um minnesota did with your pairing jefferson and addison um you look at miami with tyree kill and waddle i mean you're going to look at um i think it's going to be next year for the chargers but they have quentin johnson and they're going to keep mike williams they're going to get let keenan allen walk so I mean that's that's the new move. That's what that's what teams are doing is that they're you're going high price on one wide receiver, you go cheap on the rest of the wide receiver. Seattle, Seattle's doing it right now too. Oh yeah, with uh, DK and um, JSN, and, and then they're going to let Tyler Tyler Lockett is probably going to be the odd man out next year. Yeah. yeah. So exactly, like that's that's the new model to win in the NFL is that you take you know that scheme. And like you said, that takes away money for the running back. And I don't really think that that's that crazy of an idea because most of the teams that have won Super Bowls recently have pretty cheap running backs. Well, and think about um, the team that's won a lot of Super Bowls over the past 25 years uh, has never really had a feature running back. They've always used a rotation of guys. New England. Corey Dillon. I think Corey Dillon is the only and that was the lone Smith. exception. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if Ant I don't remember. So Antoine Smith was their running back, I think, in – 2001 and 03 and Kevin Falk was, was there the whole time too as yeah. they're like scat back like you know so and they had the James White they had uh Lawrence Maroney I don't remember if they won with Lawrence Maroney or not but like they they've no, always they kind of it's a revolving door it and in yeah. season too like sometimes it seemed like they had like six running backs on their roster remember that dickhead remember that dickhead that was on the uh, Sports Illustrated cover because he had like five rushing touchdowns against the Colts and then he never touched the ball for the rest of the year yep Jonas Gray yeah yep wasn't, it, wasn't, yeah, wasn't so, Jonas Gray a uh, Notre Dame guy? I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, and he was like an undrafted free agent that they had on their practice squad. They like called him up because I don't even fucking remember who their starting running back was at that point, Claude Hart. And then they just like slot him in. He went fucking nuts for like three games and you never heard from the guy again. Yeah. 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 I mean, running backs, running backs really, it sounds, unless you have like an, an elite of the elite running back, they really don't matter. No, look at you know, look at Miami. Yeah. Miami traded for like two. Di- I think they like brought in like three new running backs last year. When yeah. when uh they signed Raheem Mostert for cheap. They brought in uh Jeff Sanders or whatever his name is, the guy from the Jeff um, Wilson Jr. Jeff Wilson, Jeff yeah. Wilson Jr. Yeah, 
And they, yeah, I mean, and they had Malcolm Brown, and they had somebody else. Yeah, Jordan Howard, maybe. Yeah, that, the I mean, old, they, uh, they, 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 they had the a whole bunch of guys. Back were, to the Eagles, didn't they? They were all getting touch. They were all getting touches too. So it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, this idea. You're right. So there's like, there's a handful of really, really good running backs, and like I said, I think Saquon Barkley's in that group of of players, and it's Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey. Um, who am I? Who am I missing? Honestly, that's all I put in there at this point because Alvin Kamara hasn't been the same guy for a couple of years. I would Alvin still. I would, I, I, I still oh, please. Dalvin Cook, I think is still part of that. So there's, there's like a handful, you know. Right, but, but nobody's paying Cooper. Dalvin Cook that money right now. So not right now, right? That, that, like, yeah, exactly. That and that's like another indictment on the point they're trying to make. Like J.K. Dobbins talking about he's not getting like. Uh, I'm not being compensated pay, fairly. Dalvin yeah. Cook's making zero dollars. Okay, <laughs> you pay he Z- is better than J.K. Dobbins. Would you take Zeke over J.K. right now? I uh, I mean, I, it's I feel a like thought. I feel like Zeke yeah. is a little bit redundant with uh, Gus on our with roster. Gus, but, yeah, yeah, because they're both bangers at this point. Zeke yeah. doesn't have the same juice he had when he first came into the league because he was able to take a fucking screen eighty yards to the house. But I mean, we now, did have we did have a bruiser, um, Mark Ingram and Gus on the same team, and that worked out just fine too. True, so. but Mark yeah, Ingram I mean, didn't I don't have as much tread on the tires at that point because he was still uh, they were doing the whole. But look what happened! At, look what happened to Harry's and so he played for what he played for seven years in New Orleans, I think, and then he came here. He was the feature yep. back for a year, hurt his ankle, and was and never then, the same guy again. No, nope. yep, yeah, the next year. Well, and I think that the Ravens, like, and I think we've said this on on the show before, but like if J.K. Dobbins got hurt, got traded, sat out, whatever. Gus Edwards becomes the number one running back. Justice Hill becomes the number two running back. Keaton Mitchell becomes the number three running back. And we don't miss a beat because we also they have sign, they signed my they signed my fucking mom off the street. And she'll run for or, 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 yeah. or uh, Kenyon Drake, who was a productive yeah. player last year. So like, you know, so somebody I had, keep a, it moving. I had a, not to toot my own horn for my Internet fame here, but I had a tweet go, you know, somewhat viral saying that Justin Tucker was more valuable than running backs. And some dipshit replied to me with like, clearly you don't, you know, know how the Ravens play football. And then somebody responded with this since 2018, the Ravens have had the best rushing offense in the NFL and they've had 11 running backs in that span. So it's not like it's, you know, it's more the Lamar effect than anything else, obviously, but like the running back clearly doesn't matter because they've had 11 guys get legitimate carries in that time. It's well, not and, like it's been, yeah. you know, six guys and five have gotten like two carries each. Like they had, you know, guys who are like legitimate starting running backs for a couple of games who are fucking not playing the NFL anymore. Justin Tucker has been uh, on the Ravens for 12 seasons. He has 19 game winning field goals. So he has won 19 games. So he's won more than one game per season for the Ravens since he's been on the team. Show me. I can remember one time a running back, you know, and, and like had a play that basically turned like turned a loss into a win. And that's the Ray Rice. Hey, diddle diddle. So right. like, and name another time. There's not one. It's just that, you know, kickers. I was being, it was a, kickers I, are I, more I, valuable. Was, they just are. I mean, a good kicker is more valuable than almost any running back. Well, and that's not really an, you can't make an argument to the contrary. As we said, it was, it was kind of a throwaway tweet by me. I was being a little bit over dramatic. I mean, if it was Saquon Barkley or Justin Tucker and it's like a, a draft situation where, you know, I'm like filling out my roster, I'm probably taking Saquon before Justin Tucker. But like the importance of having a good kicker is very underrated in the NFL. Right. You know, yeah. if you're within the, you know, when if you get to the 40 yard line and you're comfortable, you're going to score no matter what, every time it kind of opens up your offense, you know, you're not going to play as scared. You're not um, 
trying to move the ball 10 yards on the field because you think your kicker can't make it, you know, until it's a 40 yard kick instead of a 50 yard kick. Like, well, it makes the I defense just, defend like maybe if, the, if we're on the 40 yard line and it's third and five and we have a timeout, the we don't necessarily need to run a play to gain to get a first down, you know, like they no, can, you look for the end zone. Yeah, yeah, you look for the end zone because you can make it or maybe they just want to get two or three more yards closer just to give them a little bit more, you know, more room or whatever. But um, yeah, no, it keeps the defense honest. It's a it's a, a it's a very valuable weapon. There was that tweet that somebody had that was like the average running back salary and the average kicker salary. And it had the pictures. Yeah. On well, the That's pictures right, were Saquon Barkley and Justin Tucker and the, the dishonesty behind that tweet, because like I said, there's three or four running backs on every single team and there's 32 teams. So we're talking about over a hundred running backs. They're comparing to one kicker on every team and maybe two, maybe. And, maybe. and if a kicker fucks up, they get fired right. and replaced the next week. So running you know, back gets stuck on fourth and short. He's back out carrying the ball next try. Right. Or fumbles or whatever. So, you know, running backs aren't getting fired for one mistake and kickers are not not elite kickers. But also, here's the other dishonest part of it. The to take an average of that many players when you're also talking about undrafted free agents, you're talking about guys who are third stringer, you know, you they're basically special team special teams players and compare and mm-hmm. I know a, a kicker is a special teams player but he's a specialist so like you're talking about kickers who are essentially the only guy on their team who does what they do you know that doesn't and and the they were they were within like seven hundred thousand dollars of each other the average so all you're telling me is that kickers don't make enough money I also you know so Justin Tucker is a top paid kicker um, he, makes he makes six million, million bucks yeah right and. It's like that, um, you know. Remember the the baseball boom where people started paying middle relief pitchers because they didn't realize like before, you know, it used to be your starter would go eight innings and then maybe you had like a Dennis Eckersley caliber guy in the back end of the bullpen, and nobody realized how important that sixth and seventh inning is. I feel like the kicker is the next, um, you know, the NFL equivalent of that. Of that, at some point, people are going to start looking at it and see that, you know, extra points aren't gimmies anymore. You know, that fifteen yards, like shit, can go wrong there. And, you know, it's nice to be able to be confident that you're going to walk away with at least three points if you get inside the 40-yard line. Yeah. And so I think you're going to start seeing more draft picks used on kickers. I think you're going to start seeing more money be thrown on kickers. Obviously, kickers have to come out that are worthy of spending money on, too. Yeah, That's yeah. part of the problem. Right. Well, I, I would be total. I wouldn't blink if Justin Tucker was making $10 million a year. I think he, he deserves it. No. But- uh, he he makes the most and he makes six million. So this conversation about kickers versus running backs, get the fuck out of here. Like, especially don't don't put Justin Tucker's face on that because he should be making you know two or three times as much as almost every other kicker in the league. Uh, yeah, I mean you can look at there are guys who have had like Daniel Carlson's had a pretty good run the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, Butker. Who's the kid? Uh, Butker. Who's the uh, kid from um, Buffalo? McPherson. Uh, yeah, McPherson faded last year. McPherson was really good the year before that. Yeah. Um, what the fuck is the Buffalo kicker's name? Boswell's pretty good. Yeah. Um, no, because he's got that gif of the fucking stupid behind the leg uh, onside kick he tried to do where he like kicked himself uh, against us. I don't think yeah. that was him, was it? I think that was somebody else. Yeah, that was, no, that was Boswell. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's he's got Matt Milano disease to me, where he's just got a bad gif out there of him. So I'll never give him probably any of the respect he deserves. Right. Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass is Buffalo's kicker. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there are guys who are 
good, but again, Justin Tucker is like the best kicker of all time. Right. Exactly. I guess I guess the, the argument you can have is that maybe Adam Venturi's better. Adam Venturi also played for like 15 He fell years off in the second Tucker. half of his career. Like yeah, everyone also remembers him for the early portion from yeah. the New England days. There was he spent a lot of years with the Colts and he wasn't good for a decent portion of his time there. But he's also got the rings and the signature kicks. So, you know, like if somebody wants to make that argument with me, I'm not going to be like, you're dumb and you don't know football. Like that's, you know, he, he sure. is, yeah, he's the best. He's the best until, uh, you know, Justin Tucker assumes that. Yeah, he's keeping his seat warm for Tucker. Right now. And you wouldn't, you will not hear, uh, you won't hear Adam Vinatieri argue with that for a second. So, no. But I'm Definitely. sure right now, Justin Tucker would tell you Adam Vinatieri is the best. So, he Justin Tucker played for a long time. Is the kind of guy who like doesn't know any other NFL players' names, just like shows up to work, kicks the ball, and just goes home. Sings opera in his car. Yeah, yeah, just like pulls in the stadium, blasting opera music. Fucking goes in, kicks a couple, you know, sixty-yard bombs, and goes home. Like doesn't put on Sports Center. Like doesn't even understand like how good he is at football. It's just like, oh yeah, that's what they pay me to do. Like this one. Yeah. For. yeah. Yep. All I know Moving is thank, all I know. All I know is thank God when last off season. Um, Justin Tucker didn't want to be in Baltimore anymore, according to noted analysts. Um, you know, there was, there was trouble in paradise there. Thank God he stayed. That's yeah. right. That's that's right. So from one, so moving on, the Titans have signed a receiver that was on many Ravens fans' wish lists at the beginning of the offseason, and even after they made their moves of getting Odell and Zay. DeAndre Hopkins has joined the Tennessee Titans on a two-year $26 million deal worth up to $32 million in incentives. And this was him choosing the Titans, I guess, over the Pats, whatever. The whole clamoring of, I want to go to a stable organization, great defense, uh, quarterback, and all that. He, he He's going to Will Levis and Tannehill. Old Tannehill. Not, not, not even decent Tannehill. This is old Tannehill. And Malik Willis. So, Drew, give me your thoughts on Mr. Nuke. So I wonder Nashville. I wonder how many times the Titans promised to wear the red alternates if he uh, goes there, according to uh, certain things that I've heard about him. No, but I mean, what a fucking pussy! You come out and you're like, I'm, you know, I'm willing to take a pay cut. I want to play for a top five quarterback. I want to play for a great organization, and I want to play for you know a team that wins. And you go to a team with, like you said, a fucking you know mayo coffee drinking banana peel eating you know rookie quarterback. An old ass Ryan Tannehill. Uh, they just fired their GM because they were so fucking mad about him trading AJ Brown, and they haven't won shit. And you know, again, so he's just clearly going for money. He doesn't care about ratings. Everything that he said was bullshit. Um, again, you know, you want to get more money for your family, more power to you. But don't fucking come out and talk that shit about how you want to take a pay cut to win rings and then go elsewhere. Like, one of my favorite. That one of my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite parts of it was that he said he wanted to play for. Like he he said he hasn't had any stability at the GM position, so he goes and signs with a team that uh, fired their GM. with a brand new fucking GM. Yeah, GM. They fired yeah. their GM in December, in the middle of the season. <laughs> right, right, and their owner came out and was like, "This guy was fucking a piece of shit. Like, didn't do what we wanted him to do, so we just got rid of him. We don't fucking want him here anymore." So if you have an owner who is like willing to pull the trigger like that, which is probably good. I mean, I'm not like you know killing the Titans for that, but like that's an owner with a quick trigger. To, to get rid of your GM, like, how is this guy stable right now? You have a fucking, yeah. you know, meathead idiot head coach who's going to leave for Ohio State the second Ryan Day gets fired. Yeah. I mean, that's it's, just, no, it's, not, it's not a stable. It's, it's a crazy move. 
It's a crazy move. And, and like, we just saw a wide receiver not want to be there. Right. I just don't. A wide I, receiver. Yeah. A wide receiver it. who is, who is far better right now than DeAndre. Hopkins. Ah, far better is maybe a stretch, but like, I would say AJ Brown better. is what DeAndre Hopkins better than D Hop at this point. Yeah, yeah, you know he's on the way up and D Hop's on the way down. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. And again, like when Michigan beats Ohio State this year and they fire Ryan Day on the spot, like Mike Frabel is walking into Columbus and taking that job. Yep. Like there is no, no there is no question about that. And so there is on no the modern in that organization. Yeah, and, and again, so we're talking about over we're talking about overpaid running backs, but they're handcuffed to Derrick Henry and. Just at some point, he's gonna he's touched the ball too many times in the last you know fucking five years. Like he's just not gonna last. Nothing against him; he's a fucking freak of nature, and I think he's lasted longer than a lot of people thought he would. But at some point, he's gonna fall off. You have really no defense there. I mean, no offensive they, line. They did no offensive yeah, line. No offensive line. I mean, really, like their their front seven's not bad. Jeffrey Simmons can play. The, the Texans, the, the back Texans are bad. The Texans are bad, but the Texans are bad and going the right way. You know, they just got their quarterback of the future. They just got a defensive cornerstone player in the draft. And, you know, I would say that they're looking up. The yeah. Titans are going down. So you're looking at the, you know, bottom of the division for the next five years, unless they figure, unless unless Will Levis hits and it's like some fucking amazing player, which he's not going to be. I think the, the Texans have, without question, a better roster than the Titans, personally. They have a good young yeah. running back that they just drafted last year. They have yeah, their, they got their nice. yeah they got their they got their quarterback. They have a good a solid defense. They have Stingley and they have uh shit who's the guy they the uh, Will Will Anderson yeah Will Anderson. Yeah. Um, they have um John Mechie coming back from uh his leukemia. They have mm-hmm. uh they have another good wide receiver there too, don't they? Yeah, a Michigan legend, Nico well, they, Collins. That's right. They do have Nico Collins there. Didn't they draft board. a quarter, Didn't they draft a wide receiver this year? Did they end up? Oh with, yeah, um, they, they drafted fucking Tank Dell, the Hollywood oh, Brown right. clone. Yeah, or, yeah the, 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 the East Brown clone, the midget from Houston. And I think yeah. he. I think they took somebody before him too. Yeah, I, I just. And, I um, think that I personally think the Texans have more talent on their roster than the than the Titans do. So more more point. talent is fair. More talent is fair, but they also have a lot of unproven talent. So like that's going to take a little bit. You know what I mean? Like they're you know, they're going to be the team at the end of the year that's, you know, you look at the schedule and they're 4 and 10 rolling in and you're like, "Oh, this is an easy win," but they're actually better than that at that point in the year. I think that the you know, Titans could go team. could go like 5 and 12 this year. Yeah, I thought they, that they, before they they brought in D Hop. I think with him, they'll probably go to seven and ten, eight and nine, kind of bullshit their way into. I don't think they'll. I don't think second so. place I think, in the division. I think they were eight and nine last year, and it uh, really, it really comes down to quarterback. Is is Ryan Tannehill your starter all year, and is Ryan Tannehill the guy who was two years ago that he's like efficient? Then maybe they're uh, you know an eight and nine, nine and eight team. He won't be though. And, I don't think he can be efficient because the offensive line is so fucked up. They their offensive line a couple of years ago was pretty good. Is Lawan yeah, gone this year? No. Yeah, Lawan's retired. I'm yeah. sure. He hasn't officially said anything, but I mean, he he was cut and he's not signed elsewhere. So well, exactly. He can't. So. I don't think he can sign anywhere because of all the gambling shit with Barstool. But that's a different you know conversation yeah, for a different day. That, that's that's what happened with the other shit back on that podcast. So um, I would think uh, yeah. Lawan will run into the same issues. Most likely. Yeah. Well, he yeah. probably oh. he, he probably makes a a, a good a good living. Yeah. Good living. Off that. For the show. It's three million dollars for the show, and then they get merch shit too. So 
Yeah. So he makes good, he makes a good living and, and the upside there, obviously longevity and yeah. You don't um, get CT from podcasting. No. Confirm. Oh, you do not. Not get alcoholism, CT. Alcoholism maybe, but you do not get um, CT from it. So. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think that the Titans are going to be uh, last place in their division this year. Personally. Yeah. They're going to be worse than the Colts. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Anthony Richardson is going to be Anthony Richardson fell in the right spot with the right head coach with the right you know he's got a, a lead offensive line around him he's got decent wide receivers and he's got Jonathan Taylor like I feel the like offensive he's in line that. last year played like shit though like they're highly yeah paid. but they had they, they had a lot of injuries last year too yeah true and Matt Ryan also looked like he was ninety six years old in the pocket last year which was you know like uh, he he fell off quick he hit a wall and was just not the same guy anymore. Because I know before there's a the reason year, he's talking about like yeah. he might be better, but he's he's not. No, there's a reason he's, doing, he's, he's going doing, to be an analyst for CBS now. There's a reason college, for right? It. He's, he's doing he's doing college, right? I, think he's I don't know if he's doing guy. college. They might be, which is interesting given they fucking lost. They lost the SEC. I think aren't they getting the Big Ten in a few years? CBS. Um, sure. they're gonna get a they're gonna get a couple games. Yeah, so CBS is CBS and Fox are gonna split Big Ten games. So. Okay, but yeah. Uh, Again, like I just the Titans are not in good shape, and so going to the Titans is a clear. I want money. Mm-hmm. You know they they offer me the most money. Is going to the Patriots that much better than going to the Titans? I don't know, but if you're picking one of those two teams, I'm taking Bill Belichick over Mike Vrabel any day of the week. Yeah, yeah. And, in, and, terms of, in terms of who's going to help me win, and I'm probably taking Mac Jones over Ryan Tannehill because Mac Jones has the potential to possibly improve whereas ryan tanhill at this point is not going to get better he's going to get worse mac mac jones got drafted in the first round because of his work with bill o'brien and now he's back with bill o'brien so if there's a guy in the nfl who's going to be able to turn mac jones into an above average nfl starter it'll be bill o'brien so i wouldn't even say mac jones was a was a an average nfl starter last year um no i'd say he's below average yeah so even if even if he gets to just Sort of like middle middle of the league. Um, it's I mean 15, he, he 12, 12 to fifteenth best quarterback in the NFL is his sweet spot. If he's yeah. there, the Patriots turn good shape. Right. I think he's yeah. Essentially, your goal for him is hoping he's the next Andy Dalton. Where if you got a quarterback better than him, you're in good shape. If you have a quarterback worse than him, you need to if people one. if people are starting to sneak Mac Jones into the number ten quarterback and it starts uh, a heated debate on Twitter, then then you're in good shape with him. Yeah. <laughs> You know, well, yeah, that, you know, Patriots agreed. fans. If, if he if he has like a a good like three game run, they're gonna start talking about him being a top ten quarterback for sure. Yep, right. The but you know, if, he, if, he's, if he yeah, if he's in there and you know you're not getting every single person calling you a moron online for saying that, then I think the Patriots are in good shape. Yeah, they also have Bailey Zappi too, who you know might be their quarterback of the future. He flashed. He flashed last year. I think he's you know, in my opinion, um, his. His his upside is potentially higher than than uh, Mac Jones. He's a great example of how coming in with low expectations can make an average quarterback look great because yep. nobody expected Bailey Zappi to be shit, and so now if he plays average, people are like, "Oh, he's the fucking greatest thing ever." When he got drafted, I laughed because I was like, "They they have this little perfect. this 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 little faith in Mac Jones that they're they're drafting another quarterback already, even if it wasn't like the fifth round or whenever they took him, maybe it was the third round." Yeah. There's somewhere between the third, fourth. third, fourth, fourth, fifth, yeah. somewhere in there, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and again, he's not a a top ten quarterback. I don't think that's, I don't think that is his upside. But he he has the potential 
to if Mac Jones can't do it, maybe he can do it. Be you know just sort of a twelve to fifteen guy. Yeah, yeah. Don't turn the ball over, and you know pick your spots and throw twenty five touchdowns a year. And you'll be fine. Right, and don't don't act like you uh, got shot in the in the leg by a sniper uh, if you turn your ankle. But yeah, that was fucking the fact that he was crying being carried off the field again, like you know crying worse than he was in his DUI mugshot. So just just not good. <laughs> yeah. Remember, yeah. remember that that brief stretch where Mac Jones' mom followed me on Twitter and then never responded to my request for her to come on the podcast. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, good times, good times. Most random person who's ever followed me on Twitter, and I was like, it was like 100 percent her, like private account. She had like 15 followers, and they were all NFL players. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and it was right after I posted a picture of her son crying in the DUI mugshot. So she was definitely like monitoring me, like this person's bullying my kid. I'm gonna fucking freak out on him, and then she never did. She was probably. Complaining to her, uh, to uh, Mac Jones' dad, like at the dinner table, and he was like, "Jesus fucking Christ." Well, I mean, at least you know, unlike some other people's mothers who have come after me, at least the uh, dad was in the picture, so she had somebody to complain to. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a, that's that's a deep cut right there. That's a you deep know, cut I, yeah, the, uh, I, you know, it, it, it's possible that she was taking a break from her, uh, you know, monitoring your Twitter activity to do the same thing that other mother was doing. Yeah, yeah, tweeting about how you know the election was stolen. Yeah. Trump's still our president in 2022. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wild family there. White trash kings of uh, Hartford County. Yep. Fucking okay, So I feel like we had another you... topic. No, I feel like we had another topic before that that we said we wanted to cover. I don't remember what it was. Do we? Uh, oh, Madden. 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 Oh, Madden. Yeah. oh that's we're, right. Fucking Madden. We're, we're really mad that Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams are not higher rated. Um, that's you know, fucking both- right. They should both be top ten safeties. Um, it's it's a dishonor to John Madden's legacy as a you know great NFL personality to not have the rating system is higher. so corrupt. Yeah, it's purely just, corrupt. It's, it's disgusting. Like we could go through the Ravens roster and it's just gross how EA Sports has disrespected the entire team and not given them all ninety nine overalls because they're our favorite team. Right, and so we're we're really mad. We we fucking Why? hate that. You know, my favorite play, Patrick Ricard is not a ninety nine overall. And so I'm never going to play Madden again. Why are Chase no. fucking Boyd and Higgins rated so high among receivers? Because Chad Johnson, nepotism, fucking nepotism. nepotism. Yeah, no, so, but I mean, biggest, I, biggest fucking nerds on Twitter are the people who get fucking mad over Madden right? Well, uh, yeah, it's like, okay, here's the thing about this. Like, okay, number one, if you're like under, if you're in college or younger and you feel strongly about Madden, then uh, I guess fine because you're basically a kid still. It's yeah, like you're dumb. You're a half brain. Adults who are tweeting about Madden, grow the fuck up now. If you want to play Madden, be my guest. I don't give a fuck what you do with your with your. I play, free I time. play Madden. It's it's a it's a time killer. It's I don't. It's I really a, don't care. Literal how, time killer. It is not it's, how I spend my free time. I just it, it's uh, I have other things that I I like to do. But again, I don't care how people spend their free time. I really don't. It's the people who spend their free time tweeting about playing fucking video games who aren't children. That's fucking weird to me. Number two, it's a video game. It's fake. It's not real. Okay. So getting worked up about the ratings of players where you can create your own goddamn player and make, and, and make it him whatever rating you want. You could create your own Marcus Williams and make him a 99. You can create your own Kyle Hamilton and make him a 99. Shut the fuck up. You can edit, you can edit, you can edit the existing Marcus Williams and make him a 99 yeah, overall. Yeah, do whatever the really fuck you want. Right. Yeah, and and uh have people not realized yet the entire reason that 
the Madden franchise releases these players with these ratings that get people pissed off is because then it's free marketing on Twitter. Right. But again, I think the important point that you hit on and you you put it at like 1A or 2, it's a fucking video game. Yeah. It's not real. It means nothing. And it would, like, it's the same thing as motherfuckers tweeting about like Pokemon cards or Dungeons and Dragons. It is no different. It's a fucking game. Shut up, Blake Martinez. Yeah. Like get a life, guys. I mean, if you if yeah. you truly care about the ratings of fucking uh, pixels on a goddamn screen, you are a fucking loser. I also understand that there's an element of trolling to this of that. If you want to pretend to be mad online about Madden rankings and, you know, just say shit to get retweets like that's fine. I get, I get it. But there yeah, are yeah. a, there's a, there's a large contingent of people online who are like their day is ruined when the Madden ratings drop and their favorite player is like a, an 82 overall instead of like an 87 overall like it legitimately like ruins days out of their lives because they're that upset by it well yeah there were ravens fans yesterday when the the safeties the the ratings for the safeties came out and they were like where's marcus williams he's literally the next person on the list they just listed the, um, the first 10 yeah, guests guests of the podcast sway was was very very offended that marcus williams was not top 10 so <laughs> yeah he yeah. was literally the next guy he just didn't make yeah, the- and- the list and he he's a good example of somebody who's like i probably really didn't care but he's like this is something i'd be fake mad about online so yeah yeah you know like it, it, it again his I get his, it. Like his, it, a, his avatar is a fucking frog yeah he's been he's been a fucking frog since i've met him so like it's you know it, it it's it's funny to get fake mad over madden ratings online but there are people who have then taken that like running joke for a couple of years I, I remember, like, um, when I first, like, got into, like, you know, sports side of Twitter, I think it was, like, 2015, 2016, and, like, when the Madden rings would drop, like, that was the funny thing to do is that you would, like, you know, you'd take some no-name guy who was, like, the 90th man on the roster and be, like, why is he a 51 overall? Like, what the fuck? And you'd, like, tweet, like, college highlights of him and, like, his D3 school, you know, bodying fucking grocery baggers. You'd be, like... Madden, why the fuck isn't he like a sixty-five overall? And it was Speaking a funny of which, joke. have you checked out what uh, Slade Bolden's uh, Madden rating is? Because you should get mad online about that. Is it over a sixty? I have no idea. I I, yeah. I don't I don't I don't check, but you should check yeah, it out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's under a sixty, then it's just racism. That's really really what it boils down to. No doubt about it. Which would not yeah. shock me. I mean, again, like you know, now that. Um, yeah, just you disrespecting the hardworking. There's there's no stat in Madden that can boost your ratings or be the uh, you know lunch pail guy, first one in, last one out. No, nope. I feel like Grant's Cooper Cup. If he gets featured in Madden, uh, Grant is a 47 in Madden. I looked. I said so. He's fucked then, completely mm-hmm. fucked. He's not allowed yeah, back on the podcast until his rating gets above 50. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. shit! Like, there you go. That's right, Grant. You gotta go get some sacks. Yeah, anyway, you put, you put me. Yeah, I just you know people get mad over Madden ratings deserve to be bullied online. So, I mean, if you're gonna play a fucking sports video game, don't play Madden. They have your little paywall and HS and shit to get your team better on Ultimate Team and all this shit. And all don't waste your fucking money on a sixty dollar video game and then spend our uh, fucking many dollars you want to get certain players that are gonna do nothing for you except kill time. So you're like, hey, I can win with ninety nine players overall. Fuck off, go play NFL Blitz because it's cooler. Or NHL hits or Slugfest or any of those fucking midway go, games. Go take a fucking walk. Go outside. Breathe breathe touch, touch grass. Breathe, touch breathe, grass. Can, breathe Canada smoke. Touch grass losers. Like Ah, fuck Canada. But but still. 
Anywho, All right. that's good. We have, Ed, let's no, do the fucking no, ticket. No, it's, it's not going to do it. Why the fuck do you keep prematurely ending the podcast? We have an important giveaway to get to. We do. We, had, we do. We had like seven whole people enter that giveaway. Pretty, that's pretty right. big numbers. And one of those so, seven people are going to get some passes to training camp. Um, we haven't added the uh, disclaimer there, but you have to wear a custom-made Stone 32 jersey that we're going to send to you as well. Who's sending that? Well, I'm just going to buy like a blank white t-shirt and write Zone 32 and uh, fucking Sharpie on it. But fine. Might as well. So, Might as well. Maybe maybe some purple Sharpie. Black and purple. Switch out the switch out the letters and numbers. Mustard, mustard-colored pants, too, obviously. Uh, that's right. Well, I, I saw VD's tweet today. All right, so... Here's who we have. We have we have six people who are eligible for the the uh, pair of tickets to the stadium practice on the 29th. We got uh, we got Trippy. We got our guy Trippy. We got Kevin. We got BKM. That's a a Drew uh, acolyte. Yep. We have Don Einolf. I don't know who who Don is, but he does follow. He liked and he retweeted, so he's in. And we got Garnet West. And then we got. The self-proclaimed uh, number one fan of the podcast, King Naldo. So, shocking, shocking that that camp enthusiast, visionless Dave, did not enter when he lives in California. It's true. I just, feel, I just feel like somebody who takes training camp so seriously, um, you know, should should have entered. But I think so too. But you know, uh, he probably just took the day off. Yeah. All right, here we go. Wheel spinning. Drew's guide gets it. BK Drew's acolyte gets the fucking. So I would just like I would just like the record to show that if you are a follower of mine, then good things happen for you. So, all right, BKM, yeah. tickets are yours. We'll we'll connect with you and uh, we'll figure out how to how to get those to you. Yeah, well, this is evident with it. This was ev- evident with his old columns back when he used to do the gambling picks and everything. You want to follow Drew? You'll make some money and good things will come um, your way. Yeah, so. yeah. So that that year, that year, I think that I was like negative. 30 units, so that was that was not a good year for them. Hey, hey you know, you win some, you lose some. You got the losing face. Hey, you lost, lost, lost a lot there. Drew, Drew yep. chose to do that because Chibs was like, hey, uh, why don't you cover the, um, you know, Carolina Panthers or something like that? Yeah, I like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, when when uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I want to write for the, for the site. Chibs is like, all right, here's the teams we don't have covered. I was like, cool, find someone else to, to cover those. I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, no, 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 thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't care about the Carolina Panthers. So no. You want to just write blogs every week saying how much they suck? Like, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah I, I can't exactly. even pretend. Like, yeah, Especially I can't that pretend. fucking year with Teddy Bridgewater. People, that people forget. Last year. People, that if, that website, if that website was still active, people forget Hoodie Ramey was the uh, Browns writer for that. He, he started out <laughs> as that. And yeah. then he got replaced by Robert. Oh, that's true. Wait, wait, Robert right. was the Browns writer? Yeah. <laughs> he became the Browns writer. He wasn't at first, but then he became the Browns writer. Yeah. And then he started DMing me about fantasy advice. He's like, oh, yeah, here you go. Here's the thing. I don't know if it worked out for him or not, but he was like, fucking, hey, here's the thing. We had a, we had a white supremacist as the fucking Speedhawk writer. Like, just, yeah. That was, that was a wild crew. That was a oh, wild what the, crew. What the fuck did we? Oh, no. Yeah, he was... Um, <laughs> He was big in that. What's the fuck? The the yeah. OK sign. The, yeah, yeah. He, he was he was big into that. Like half of his tweet, he he would basically tweet out his articles and tweet about how it was like cool to do the the OK sign in public. What was uh, that? What was that? Just... The what? The, that's the thing that the the punter or whatever that the the Patriots uh 
No, he Massive. was um, that, that. That was the three percenters. That's some fucking redneck Iowa shit, where they're like. Um, but I think that's what that that's what that means. That's what that meant. That no, the the the, the OK sign was literally like it was the 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 circle game of like you no, punch I, people. That's like, and then Reddit Reddit decided to start a rumor that it was like a white supremacist signal because it's white power. You know, W oh, I P. See. I see. Yeah, and then so um. And then actually, you know, really, it, it looks more like a fucking bee. Like it looks more Jake, like a bee. Why Jake? These are people who think that like your superiority is determined by the color of your skin. They're they're not intelligent. <laughs> no. like, let's let's be honest. Here. So well, that's fair. I mean, they they, they started a rumor and then people it's actually real, real. ran with it and bought it. Yeah, that's that's yeah, the sad real. thing about it. It's funny. Real real progressive thoughts from uh, Zone Thirty Two here, but yeah. So I'm super yeah, was, super uh, progressive. We should do a deep dive on the uh, old neutral zone infraction website at some point. Yeah, what a, what a roster! Yeah, there was a there was a uh, someone yeah, masquerading as a midget. Fucking, yep, makeup salesman. Um, he was our oh, shit. he was our Steelers writer. Actually, I think he probably. Oh, that's right, that guy, the talk to text <laughs> fucker. Yeah, that yeah Max like, with every fabric <laughs> of his being. Well, because he said Max sent me one of his articles once, and it was literally just like a, a speech wall to text. Of text. Yeah, it was, there was a text. wall of text. There was no like periods, no fucking sentence breaks, nothing. <laughs> oh, good times. The fucking okay. sexual predator in there. We had um that jet that jets dumbass who was also sexual uh, predator. And no, well now know. he's been arrested as the Gilgo Beach uh, serial killer. So no, because that guy was actually, that guy was actually successful. So um, this, <laughs> this 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 guy runs around with twelve year olds on a bus. School a bus matron. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Fucking. <laughs> Fucking school bus aide attendee, whatever. Oh, he called hey, himself who? called himself a school bus matron. It's like, yeah, and like, do you understand? Matron has like a feminine connotation to it. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like, well, like matron, matron is matron is matriarch. Like that's it's based yeah, exactly. off the same word. Yeah. Then he was like proud of that shit too. It's like, buddy, oh, you, he you said it so around. many times. Every time he said it, I would laugh. Remember, he freaked out at um, who was it? Jamal Adams talking about mental health, and he's like, "Well, I, oh, I that's have, right, you know." And like listed all of his things, and he's like, "You can't talk about this because I know this guy. You can't talk about this because I got this shit, bitch. Yeah. I'm gatekeeping. Yeah, gatekeeping mental health. Yeah, it's like he's like, you're not allowed to be wow. mentally ill. I'm mentally ill. I'm very healthy. before we get yeah, before off, off the rails anymore, that's gonna do it for this week's installment of the Zone Thirty Two. We'll be back next week to discuss this, that, and the other, and who knows." Maybe someone else will get an opportunity to win more passes next week. But we don't fucking know yet. Meanwhile, if I'm successful, <laughs> it's time for me to die. Jake, <laughs> what the fuck did you do nope, to my... didn't work. Didn't it work. Somewhat, well, it somewhat worked. Well, now like, I'm fucked. Fuck? Yeah, well, that's... Well, that you went back You went back to the old school fucked up Sesame Street background. I thought that might, you know, bring back the old magic, but... That's what I was hoping for, too, but no, nah, I don't think... I, I think I'm just kind of fucked, so, well... Jake, duck down. Oh, and... I can't really Jake, do. Jake, 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 Jake. That was, that was scary. <laughs> Jake, I'll... duck down. Duck down for a second. And Will, I Felt need like you to take a screen. like you were fucking gargling. Yeah. Oh. I need you to take a screenshot of Jake's background. Put it on the internet so people know what the fuck I've had to stare at for the last hour and a half. Zone, Zone 32. 32.